Sony. Hello, Canada. Today's date is November 11th, 2021. This is Tony in Saskatchewan, and this is another Canadian common sense rant. Allow me to begin this rant, as it is Remembrance Day, by saying to all of our military veterans, our police officers, first responders, and especially those currently serving in our military, thank you all for your service. Our members of our military, you have volunteered literally to fight and lay your life on the line for our way of life. And for that, we can never repay you, but at least we can thank you. It is our way of life that is actually currently under a grave threat right now. And that's what I want to talk about today. Now, we're not, you know, on the verge of imminent attack from a foreign enemy, nor a domestic one for that matter, at least not a physical attack. So it's nothing our military can save us from this time. But our way of life as Canadians is under a lot of pressure right now from a government that hates us. Now, Lewis and I had talked about this in our last full episode a couple of days ago, that the Trudeau government hates Canada. Trudeau hates Canadians. He has nothing but contempt for us, and he shows it regularly. But we still keep voting for him. Odd. It's like we invite the punishment. But anyway, I digress. When the whole COVID situation started, the government, of course, locked everybody down. As you know, they told us all we need to stay home and stay safe. And those of us not knowing about what COVID was, we went along with it and said, okay. And I genuinely believe the government when... They felt that paying people to stay home with the CERB and whatnot was an honorable and good measure. I actually believe they, they had good intentions by creating the CERB. And I believe they very naively thought that people would, would on the honor system, take the CERB and not take it while they were still working or not take it even if they were not qualified to take it and would just genuinely fall in line and then go back to work when the time to go back to work was necessary. But that's not what happened. What happened was people took the CERB, some people who should not have, actually a lot of people who should not have, and a lot of people chose not to go back to work when they were able to go back to work because they decided they would live on the government dole. And it's really unfortunate. And I mean, Lewis has talked about this several times that people he knows in the business community and himself have had a hell of a time trying to lure people back into the workforce because the government teat was just a little bit too attractive to live off of. So what were the ramifications of that? Well, they've distorted the economy in a very serious way. Now, it's not just the CERB that's done that, although the CERB is certainly one of the leading factors that has 
certainly distorted the labor force by exactly what I'd said. People are just deciding that they don't want to go back to work because the CERB pays, you know, just maybe equal to or just slightly less than what they were making. So to hell with working. That in itself is really sad because that's really un-Canadian. Canadians, at least in my generation, and I'm a Generation X, were, you know, hardworking, devoted people who would rather get out there and earn their way through life. So it's really sad that uh, we have a lot of hardcore socialists who would rather not. But the economy was distorted by people who were on the CERB and not working, therefore not producing anything, but we're still buying up inventories of consumer goods that were being produced elsewhere, or I suppose inventoried here. And then as the CERB has been winding down, people, people, economists are discovering that, ooh, people actually, while they were staying home, were actually racking up even more debt than ever. And speaking of distorting the economy, now they have to pay that debt back. And who, of course, are the biggest debtors? That would be the government of Canada, of course, borrowing, as Lewis stated in our last show, $440 million per day. And that's just what they're borrowing. That's not what they're spending. And all this money that's been created is, of course, now starting to affect our economy as a whole. Because you've got serious inflation, and Lewis and I had warned about this inflation a year ago already, more than a year ago, that it was coming. And now it's here. You've got a government that has borrowed so much money that the Bank of Canada has now actually stopped buying government bonds to back this money. And now you've just got, well, free money being printed out. And it's not even free money, it's just government debt. But money being printed out with nothing to back it. And that's what's causing the inflation because this new money just has less value because there's nothing to back it up. There's no bonds to back it up. They're not buying physical assets with it. They're just creating this money out of nowhere. And that's what leads to inflation. You've now got more and more dollars out in circulation chasing fewer goods because there's less being produced and there's less inventories in our warehouses and with all the container ships that are sitting waiting to to deliver into the ports the goods just aren't there to buy so now the price of those goods goes up but what goes down is our purchasing power to buy those goods now regular listeners to the show will know that I actually bought a new truck this past summer and I started my search actually about a year ago and a friend of mine who owns a used, a used car dealer where I've actually bought my last four vehicles just told me good luck finding a good used truck and after six months of searching I finally gave up and bought a new one and glad that I did I love it but speaking of sticker shock the truck itself was a good price considering it's a new truck but it has a very big gas tank. And the price of gas right now in Saskatoon, where I live, is $1.43.9 per liter. For our American listeners, that would be almost six bucks for a US gallon of gas. 
Ooh, yes, that hurts. But what hurts even more is I let that truck go down just below a quarter tank once, once just to see how much it would cost to, to fill it up. And typically I'm the kind of guy that lets it get down to just under half before I, I panic and fill it up. I'm not one of those who sees how far I can go on the gaslight. That just scares me. But anyway, at just under a quarter tank of gas, 150 bucks did not fill my truck. Now that hurts. That's inflation. But also, as Lewis pointed out on previous episodes of Canadian Common Sense, the Consumer Price Index in Canada, which is with the, uh, the gauge that is used for inflation, does not include the cost of energy or housing for some strange reason. And it is those two commodities, energy and housing, that are experiencing absolutely disgusting increases in price right now. So if those were included in Consumer Price Index, our rate of inflation would probably be up in the 10% range. I'm just throwing numbers out there because the price of gas, as in gasoline for that new truck of mine, has gone up 30% in the last year. The price of housing continues to go up. And depending on which market you're in in Canada, we'll tell you the percentage that it's gone up but it's outpacing the, re the rate of inflation as, as reported in Consumer Price Index. And on the energy front, the cost of natural gas, as we pointed out, has gone up 100%. Those of you who are homeowners and pay your gas bill will probably notice that your gas companies have increased your rates by 25 to 30% just recently and know that they will continue to go up as the, the rate regulators allow them to, to jack the prices up. And what's happening is Canadians are getting priced out of living is really what it is. The cost of groceries are going up. Lewis had gone through just a few items at his local grocery store that have gone insane in our last episode. I've noticed even at places like Costco, the price of produce has gone up about 20%. I've noticed the, the price of everything is going up. What's not going up to keep pace is our wages, of course, because that's what's dropping our purchasing power. And unfortunately, the radical socialist activists we have in our federal government are too dumb to understand that you can't just borrow your way out of a situation like this and you can't just print money to take care of a situation like this you actually have to develop what's called sound fiscal policy well justin trudeau is too dumb to understand what that means don't believe me this is the guy who said the, the budget would balance itself this is the guy who said we just need to grow our economy from the heart out so yeah don't expect any of the geniuses and the yes-men that Justin Trudeau has promoted to be his inner circle, ever to be able to figure out how to solve our economic woes. Because you can't just keep printing money, hoping that eventually you'll pay off your debt with it, if that's even what they plan to do. I don't even know, because those guys are too dumb to figure out economics. Justin Trudeau himself, during the last election campaign, did say he doesn't think about monetary policy, well, that's pretty obvious. Take a look around you. Life is becoming way too expensive in Canada. 
Our tax burden is absolutely obscene. And that's going to get worse, by the way. Taxes will go up. Carbon tax is already going up. There is an escalator tax on alcohol, for example, that goes up every year. You've seen the price of, of gasoline, as I just mentioned, artificially increased by 30%. If you listen to Dan McTagg, who is the president of Canadians for Affordable Energy, he will tell you that the clean fuel standard, which he refers to as Justin Trudeau's second carbon tax, is going to add another 13 cents per litre once it's implemented to the cost of gasoline. Not to mention that the carbon tax is going to go up fivefold by 2030. So in markets like Vancouver, for example, people will be paying $2 a litre for gasoline in no time. And the average Canadian can't afford that. As a matter of fact, the average Canadian already is probably already making those decisions. Do I eat this month or do I heat my home or drive my vehicle? Roy Green, the talk show host, has already said that you can drive to the gas station and the grocery store and not fill up in either location. And that's not a joke. That is actually what is happening to Canadians now. And... We're just getting started on this inflation rise. The Bank of Canada has already said that, well, we made a mistake suggesting that we would hold the line on interest rates until 2023. They're going to go up in 2022. Now, the Bank of Canada is going to do the best they can to moderate that increase, for lack of a better word. They're going to try to keep the increases to the interest rate low because... They actually understand economics and they actually realize that if they jack interest rates up too high too quickly, you're going to see an awful lot of mortgage foreclosures, for example, new vehicle repossessions, because Canadians have been taking advantage of low interest rates and for the most part have over leveraged themselves. And should the interest rates get jacked up too high too quickly, a lot of Canadians are done, period. There was polling to indicate 52% of Canadians were within $200 of being able to pay their bills before COVID came along. And Lewis and I were speculating in our last show that that number has got to be much higher now. Unfortunately, we don't know how high that number is, but we predicted that you were going to watch bankruptcy soar once all this mess was, was over with. And unfortunately, that's what's starting to happen. And I find it absolutely appalling that our government would continue on the same idiotic fiscal path to allow even more Canadians to go broke and would continue down this road of trying to shut down our most profitable and our largest industries, bringing in the largest share of revenue to the government coffers over ideology and allow millions of Canadians to have to make those choices. Do we eat or do we heat? And I am absolutely stunned that our government is forcing Canadians to make that choice. I'm absolutely stunned at the attack that this government is waging on working-class Canadians. But what stuns me even more is that we as Canadians seem to do 
absolutely nothing about it.